Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In clean, green New Zealand, we actually have a pretty bad scorecard when it comes to recycling. We generate more than 17 million tonnes of waste every year and then send almost 13 million tonnes of that to landfill. Kia ora koutou katoa, I'm Philippa Tolley and this is Stuff Explained. The government has upped the ante on recycling in the past few months, phasing out some hard-to-recycle products, nasties such as polystyrene takeaway containers and meat trays and plastic earbuds. But why are we still doing so badly? To help us understand, here's recycling expert Marty Hoffett from Waste Watchers. Kia ora, Marty, and welcome to Stuff Explained. Oh, kia ora, thank you. How does New Zealand actually rank amongst those countries that we would like to compare ourselves to when it comes to recycling? Well, we rank pretty low, uh, probably down near the bottom. It's, uh, it's a case where those countries are probably 30 or 40 years ahead of us. And, and by that, I mean, 30 or 40 years ago, a lot, of, a lot of countries in Europe and around the world have brought in regulation to um, recover uh, beverage containers at a much higher rate, electronic waste, um, tires, all sorts of things. So our governments uh, really have lagged behind and, and we're a long, long way behind most of the planet when it comes to um, being really good at recycling and reducing waste to landfill. When it comes to domestic recycling, I know there are different rules up and down the country, but I try and recycle and then I think, oh, I'm not allowed to squash that. It won't get into the recycling. It'll be put in the landfill. That little bit's too small. Is it really quite difficult to recycle here compared to other countries? There seem to be so many bits that we can't recycle. It makes it all a bit of a nightmare. It is a bit confusing when you can recycle something in Auckland, but you can't in Queenstown or something in Tauranga and you can't in Rotorua, for example. It makes it really hard. So um, what the Ministry for the Environment is doing is trying to standardise recycling so that all councils are accepting the same material at curbside right across the country. Uh, that would be a really good start. So if you hop on an airplane in Auckland and end up in Queenstown, you know that you can recycle the same thing. Um, I guess it's really hard in New Zealand, going back to what I said earlier, to have high recycling rates because we have what's called a free market economy and, and we have almost no regulation on what producers can put into the marketplace and no rules on having them take them back. So unfortunately, um, when products are put onto the marketplace with no recycling uh, system built into the end of life, uh, a lot end up in landfill. I know New Zealanders can go to websites, they can go to local authorities, they can try and find out a bit more. But to be honest, I've looked and I don't think it's that easy. How much do you think New Zealanders understand about what they can and what they can't recycle? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a hard question. I mean, a lot of us think we know. Uh, I, I'd like to call it wish cycling as well, because a lot of us put things into bins uh, with confidence, thinking they can be recycled, like coffee cups. And like other, what I would call contaminated or dirty uh, food packaging, 
um, those pizza boxes. Yeah, the, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the pizza box if there's not three slices of pizza left in it, and and there's nothing wrong with food packaging if 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 the cake and or the uh, chicken curry isn't still um, stuck to the sides of it. So I guess people need to remember that this stuff needs to be handled by human beings, and that the the main mantra for recycling is it needs to be clean. You know, it's a it's a commodity that someone's going to buy and and they want to make something new out of it. And they don't want a milk bottle with, um, you know, uh, still a cup of milk in the bottom. You must have heard some really awful stories from your colleagues, the sort of wider waste recycling community. What are the worst things that people have put in recycling? And what do they most frequently put in recycling that really, really, really shouldn't be there? Yeah, I guess if you look at what ends up at, at some of the recycling stations, probably about 15% of it is is what we call contamination. It's it's either the wrong material in the bin, it's dirty materials in the bin. Um, I mean, I've read you know, articles about, you know, people putting, you know, bits of sheep and, and other, you know, dead animals in recycling bins and uh, nappies and, you know, things we know that don't go in there. So I guess some could be down to human error, but but some is just downright, um, you know, I don't know why people would do it. That bin really is for materials that we want someone to be able to collect, bail and sell to somebody. We've been talking about domestic recycling, but of course, businesses also need to recycle. Who's the worst offender? Well, uh, we landfill about 12 and a half million tonnes to landfill every year in this country. And uh, 85% roughly comes from business activity. So um, if, if there's anything that we need to focus on, it's actually working more closely with businesses to help them sort it out and to help them uh, recover more materials. Uh, uh, if you're a business and you've got a large skip bin in the back, uh, at the moment there are no landfill bans on on certain materials. So you know I see business skips full of uh, cardboard, grass clippings, untreated timber, paper, uh, all kinds of things that we already have uh, good recycling programs for. And I and I guess that's 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 really what we should be targeting, and the government really needs to be targeting is banning certain materials from landfill that we already have um, systems in place to recover. Like, I don't know why we bury cardboard and paper and grass clippings and green waste and scrap metal and other materials that we can easily divert from landfill. And and I guess until we have bans on material, people will still st- stick it in a skip if that's the quickest and cheapest and easiest way to get rid of it. We all know it's bad to send things to landfill and have areas constantly filling up. But but what is the environmental impact of all that rubbish being dumped and then buried? Okay, so the impact is that it's gone and we need to make it again. And that's the biggest problem is because that's where the damage is done. It's done in the extraction and the mining of those raw materials, um, cutting down trees, extracting oil, bauxite, iron, etc., to keep making stuff like paper and plastic and aluminium cans and steel cans. Um, you know, we need to make it once and collect it back. That that's that's recycling. That's a circular economy, and that's really where we need to head. Is you know, coming back to my earlier comment, is that if we don't ban certain materials from landfills, then we're, we're going to have to keep making them over and over again. And that's really what's causing problems to the planet: burning fossil fuels and energy, transporting these materials, um, simply making them, using them once and throwing them away. Uh, when we don't have to, is that's the problem. 
I suppose it'd be some people would say, but that's driving an economy, having to recreate things, to make things. It's manufacturing. We need to be doing that. Is it an economic argument that we need to keep recreating things? Well, I'm not sure that's the argument I would buy. You, you could say that uh, then maybe we shouldn't drive electric cars and keep driving uh, fossil fuel driven cars because we can keep pulling oil out of the ground and, and keep jobs and the economy going. I mean, it, it just doesn't stack up. Um, there are a lot of jobs in the resource recovery industry. In fact, if you look at um, what some groups have published uh, globally, there's uh, probably 10 jobs in the recycling industry for every job in the landfill industry. And if you look at uh, reuse, repair, and and uh, upcycling, it, it goes to something like 230 jobs for every job in the um, in the landfill industry or or incineration industry. So there are jobs, and, that, and that's you know I've spent 10 years as the chair of the Zero Waste Network, and that was always my mantra: is is um, it's all about job creation. It's about economic development. By recovering these materials, we're actually creating jobs and and, uh, adding to the economy, not taking away from it. So to actually make real progress in this area that people really have been going on about for such a long time, it's so disappointing to hear that we're dumping so much stuff still. Is it down to regulation or do we need to somehow change people's mindset? No, I, you know what? I, 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 the consumer always gets blamed. Uh, producers like to blame the consumers for littering. Uh, the government likes to blame the consumers for not um, shopping wisely and, 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 and not recycling. There are a lot of people out there trying really hard. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go back to my example of regulation in other countries um, like Canada, like Europe, like a, many countries in Asia, is, is when we've got to put the cost of recycling into the cost of the product. And that way, there's money to transport, dismantle, and recover those items. So if you look at tires, if you look at electronic waste, if you look at beverage containers, if you look at construction and demolition waste, which is half of what we bury, if we don't put the cost of the recovery into those materials, we'll always say, oh, it's just cheaper to landfill it. Um, And it always will be. So, So we have to turn this thing around and not get a little bit better, but we have. If we're going to make a big change, we have to make a big step change, and that means using using regulation. So, in a perfect world, what would be the ultimate situation for you? In the perfect world, every time I bought something like a printer or a new computer or a new television or a new drill, I would pay when I bought it, so that the recycling of that material was paid for at purchase, so that there's money to recover it. It would be the same, as I say, with tires. It would be the same with any product, uh, even uh, packaging. If we paid a small fee at the beginning to cover the cost of the recovery and the recycling of those materials, then the excuse wouldn't be it's just cheaper to dump it. And that really has been the excuse for the last four decades. That's it for this episode of Stuff Explained. I'm Philippa Tolley, and on behalf of producer Jono Williams and audio editor Connor Scott, Namihi Nui, thanks for listening. You can find more Stuff Explained online at stuff.co.nz and make sure to like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Ka kite anō. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you.
Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You'll also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.